Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Let's get started here. So we're holding Perak Bey's Mishnah Yedalid, uh, Rebbe Elazar. So, so we've already had four of the five students of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai in the previous Mishnayis, and we're getting to the fifth one now, Rabbi Elazar ben Arach. Right, so we had the five students, and this is Rabbi Elazar ben Arach's addition um, to the different ideas that he, he shared with the world. So Rabbi Elazar ben Arach is going to teach us, as we'll explain, two factors that we should focus in on when it comes to learning Torah. Two focuses when it comes to learning Torah. And there's a lot that comes from this Mishnah. Fascinating Mishnah happens to be. There are two main reasons that we should focus in or focus or uh, goals that we should set when it comes to learning. One is that when we learn Torah, so it gives us the right perspective, the right hashkafa, uh, so that if we deal with apikorsim, people that have the wrong perspective, deny Hashem, deny the Torah, deny Torah Peh, whatever their apikorsis really is, um, we know how to respond to them, and we're not influenced by them. So one is that it gives us the right perspective, knowing how not to be influenced and not to um, be influenced negatively by apikorsim, because we have the right mentality. The second is that when we learn Torah, it re-emphasizes in our hearts our imuna in Hashem. It's also a tremendous thing. Through the Torah, we come to the greatest levels of Amuna, Ahavas Hashem, and Yiras Hashem, and then we can serve Hashem in the most true way as well. So says the Mishnah, Mishnah Yadal, Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar ben Arach used to say the following, You should be shakud to learn Torah. Shakud, I think, could be translated as, you should learn Torah with a passion, with an excitement, with a tremendous desire. Shakshuka, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it only is acquired through tremendous effort, so you should have shakud in it. Shakud al divritar, lil matara. You should put emphasis, great passion and power in learning Torah. And then you'll know what to respond to the apikoras. Now, if you learn that it's to connected, which we're going to learn in the simple shot, we'll see the Rambam is a little bit differently in a moment, but um, you should know what to answer in apikoras. It means you develop in yourself the Torah hashkafas, the right mentalities, the right focuses. So then when you deal with an apikoras, someone that does not have Torah hashkafas, anti-Torah, anti-Hashem, etc., you'll know how to respond properly and you won't be influenced by their negative perspectives either. Very interesting. I see the Kahati brings down over here and I looked this up. The word apikoras, there's a machlokis over here, what the word apikoras comes from. Apikoros is somebody that uh, denies certain yesoda, certain basic belie- beliefs of Judaism. Denies in Hashem, uh, denies in Torah, or Tarsha Peh for that matter, or someone that does Averis in to anger Hashem or in public through Kfira, meaning not just Dom because he doesn't know, but you know, outright in an intentional sort of way. Now, the Rambam explains that the word Apikoros comes from the word Hefker. Hefker means like ownerless or dis- undesirable, because he makes Torah disgraced when he acts in such a way. He's showing that it's devalued, it's not important. So apikoros comes from the word hefker. Others explain, I never knew this, is fascinating, that the word apikoros comes from the name of a Greek philosopher whose name was 
Epicurus, I think I'm pronouncing that right, who lived about 400 years. Is a, is a famous verse. What does it mean? Oh, oh, okay, very interesting. So Epicurus was a Greek philosopher who lived about 400 years before the destruction of the second base on Mekdash, and his perspective was that the agenda of life is to just have pleasures of this, of the body, pleasures of the flesh, and they use the word apikoros to emphasize the fact that this is a similar mentality, somebody that doesn't have das Torah, doesn't have the perspective of the Torah, like Epicurus, I guess that's, or, I don't know if where the emphasis is, Epicurus, I assume, and I just looked it up on Wikipedia, Epicurus was a hedonist, meaning he taught that what is pleasurable is morally good, and what is painful is morally evil. He he idiosyncratically defined pleasure as the absence of suffering. All humans should seek to attain the status of whatever it is, etc., etc. So one of his core beliefs was that anything that's pleasurable is good and anything that's painful is bad. Obviously that's hepich das Torah for sure, but what comes out fascinating is Chazal adopted the terminology based on a Greek philosopher for all a millennium. He calls him Apicorus. It's referencing back to that core belief of Epicurus. What you just said is also interesting. What Epicure means, like high-end food. But Epicure Market, which is in 41st Street, obviously in Southeast, the Epicure Market is very high-end food. That's what it means. It means just enjoyable. And and Epicurean is an expression. I think it's the same thing, probably. All the same, I'm sure. Hedonism. Probably that's what the word comes from. But anyway, so that's where Apicurus would come from. Also, if you go with that Shita, fascinating thing. Um, It's fascinating. And uh, it would come out that Apicurus is a reference to that fellow whose core belief was that uh, the purpose of all of reality is just to enjoy yourself, essentially, uh, physical pleasures, etc. Fascinating. The Greek, you look at these philosophers, by the way, you think about philosophers as like very sophisticated people. They had sophisticated belief systems, but you look at them and like some of them you look at today, I was like, how could they possibly have thought those kinds of things have been accepted in society, let alone put it on a pedestal. So, you know, some of these fellows, I think him too, his belief was that the, the highest relation between men and boys, like young boys, like certain things which today you'd look at and you'd say, anyone with these beliefs, he was in, and he was a philosopher, meaning what Teretz is, is that when your core belief system is, you know, arbitrary, so you could come up with all kinds of interesting things. Fascinating thing. Anyways, so that's number one. First point of the Mishnah Belazar is you should learn Torah with a passion, with an excitement, in order that you know how to respond to an Amaaretz, i.e., that you know the right Torah Shkafa. So when you deal with an Apikoras, you know how to respond properly and you won't be influenced by him either. That's point, point number one. Number two, Now, you should know in front of whom it is that you're working, that you're putting all these efforts. And the one the owner of your work, meaning Hashem, is trustworthy, that will pay back you for all of your work. So this is the second point, is that when you're learning Torah, you're putting such efforts into it, it will lead you to the understanding of what Hashem really is, and then you'll really understand that Hashem, the great Hashem, is going to pay you back for all of those efforts that you're putting in. So it comes out there's two mentalities and focuses we should have when we're learning Torah. Number one, it keeps the appropriate belief systems within us, and we deal with apikarsim, people that have the wrong mentalities, or society, or media, whatever it is that has anti-Torah values, we know how to respond and not be influenced by them. And two, it gives us a deeper understanding of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, and a real amuna that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to pay us back for what it is that we are putting all these efforts into. Now in regards to that second point, before I get to the Rambam, the Rambam gives a different shot in the Mishnah, I'll say it in a minute. 
this idea of learning Torah, focus and heavy focus on Torah, it develops one's emuna. The, the Mishnah Brura actually quotes in the beginning, the very beginning of Shulchan Aruch, in Bir Alacha, he quotes when it comes to the mitzvah of Ahavas Hashem, a very similar idea. So I want to just invoke that for a moment. You know, there's sheish mitzvahs to medios. There's six constant mitzvahs that when you think about them, you're mekayim a mitzvah. The fourth is Ahavas Hashem, to love Hashem. So how do you attain loving Hashem? The, he quotes the, the, the Bir Alacha, the Mishnah quotes the Chinuch, how he explains this mitzvah. So he says, how do you come to levels of Ahavas Hashem? So look at the Pasuk. It says, V'yahavta es Hashem alaykecha, love Hashem your God. And then it says, V'yuhad devarim ha'ele, through these words. What's these words? Learning Torah. That's what it's referring to. So the Sifri explains, I'm going to read it out of the Sefer because it's a beautiful idea. He says, since the Torah says, V'yahavta, I wouldn't know how to come to love Hashem. So therefore it says, V'yuhad devarim ha'ele, asher anochi mitzavcha yom alivavecha. She says like this, I'm reading the Bira Allah and I quotes the Chinuch in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch. He says, because of through the Torah, you'll come to understand Hashem, the greatness of Hashem. When you contemplate Torah, you'll recognize that there's no measuring Hashem. He's way beyond, he's immeasurable. His greatness is far beyond any measure. And the love of Hashem will naturally enter that person, how he views Hashem with such a hava. And he explains the idea of a hava Hashem is that you put aside all the other things in the world, uh, osher, banim, kavod, wealth, children, honor, all of these things. It's like nothing in regards to, in relation to, the love that you feel towards Hashem. Everything is used in, in that pursuit. But what's an amazing idea that comes out from this is, and, 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 and you know, we've heard other things also, which are certainly true. How do you recognize the greatness of Hashem? So some say, go out to the mountains, go to the Alps, go to great rivers, etc. And that's certainly an approach. Look at the wonderful world that Hashem has created, and that certainly will bring a person to levels of Amuna and Ahavas Hashem. There's no question about that. But what's brought down here is the highest way of accomplishing that is when you see the godless of Torah. You learn Torah and you realize how sophisticated and complicated and deep and, and wonderful it is. That brings us to the highest level of Ahavas Hashem. And that's very similar to what the, the Rebbe Lazar ben Arach is telling us here in Mishnah Yadalad. He's saying the other idea is you learn Torah so it brings you to greater levels of appreciation and emunah in what who Hashem is. And it brings you to that understanding. Now the Rambam has a different approach in this Mishnah. I want to just explain the Rambam because it's Kedai to mention as it, it is a, vid- a different idea. The Ramam learns when it says know how to respond to an apikoris, it means that there is an Indian to learn chachmos chitzonios. What do you mean chachmos chitzonios? Other wisdoms, maths, sciences, other things that are not necessarily Torah. Now I don't know if he means also like other other religions or philosophies also that I'm not I'm not sure. But other chachmos you should learn in order to know how to respond to an apikoris. Certainly, I've seen there are people that study Christianity or Islam in order to know how to respond to those who try to utilize those in challenging Judaism. I've seen this before. But then he goes like this, At the same time, know who you're working in front of, which means even if you need to respond to the Apikaris, you need to learn the outside wisdoms. You need to learn other Chachmas in the world. Don't let that affect your core beliefs because Hashem, Dalif Nemiata Amel, know who you're working in front of. Hashem knows ultimately what's inside of your heart. So if you're going to learn those things and it's going to affect you negatively, you have to be very, very careful because you have to retain 
the right approach, which is the Das Torah as it's meant to be. So learn those when it's necessary to respond to the Apikoros, but don't be influenced by them. You have to retain at the same time the underlying valuable perspective of the Torah as it's meant to be. It's a different approach in the Mishnah here, but also a very interesting idea when it comes to being in society. So sometimes I would suggest the idea would be you go out in society, if you don't have a certain basic understanding of, I don't know, math, science, philosophy, history, I don't know, things, certain things, people might look at you like, you know, you don't know, you don't have your feet to stand on, you can't really interact in a certain way, and you can't respond to the apikorsim or the other uh, wrong mentalities that exist in the world. So there is truth to that. But at the same time, it's very important to not allow that to influence you in the, at your core, because ultimately Hashem knows what your core is. You have to make sure that that stays strong, which ultimately means probably before you have a strong basis in Torah, something real, probably shouldn't get involved in those things anyways. Okay, we'll stop here. Is Hashem. We'll pick up yeah. tomorrow with Mishnah Tesvav, Rabbi Tarfon, who's now we finished the students of Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zaka, and we'll move on to other Chachamim. We're going to have a great time.